You're listening to the mother of all solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Welcome to Mother of All Solutions recording at home by myself. I'm Laura Broderick, the host of the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed earlier episodes and now can listen to a little bit of me talking through where I'm at in lockdown here in South London at home with my two children and my partner and also um, to invite you as parents, as listeners to hopefully um, submit some audio notes to the podcast for myself and Owen to edit together into an episode which I hope provides, um, even if not comfort, that would maybe be a bit ambitious, but something to help you reflect on your current situation, to help you maybe manage it and to help you share. Um, Because of course the podcast is about a sharing platform. It's about giving a voice mainly to mothers but to parents in general around issues of work and returning to work, especially after maternity leave or career breaks or just that general navigation as we have to do as our children grow and their needs change and our career paths change and how we juggle and plan that together. Obviously this has been amplified in the past weeks and will continue to do so. So in some ways having the voices of different people, not just one interviewee, um, come together in an episode will hopefully be some form of reassurance or some form of response that we hope you can enjoy and and gain something from. Um, it's all a little bit new. Um, normally I am interviewing people. Normally I have Owen here to back me up on the technology. Um, so hopefully this will work. Um, so let's just try it. So a little bit about my situation. Obviously you've heard my voice through the podcast. You've heard a little bit about um, how I work and how I do things, but more so that's through the little stories or the responses I give when I'm talking to somebody else because really it is mainly interesting in terms of the audio and me wanting to do this podcast is to find out how people are navigating and managing. So the what I'd like to ask you to do is to listen to a recording that I actually made as an audio note recording for another podcast for a podcast with um, brilliant content around culture and a high listenership and they'd put an a request out to their listeners to record audio um, segments for their show. So this is the audio note I recorded on the 27th of March on a Friday. Um, So that's almost two and a half weeks ago. Um, It was when we're in a zone of just getting organised and getting started with the homeworking and a little bit of the homeschooling was kicking in. So I hope you enjoy listening to this audio note from then. Hi, I'm Laura. I'm a programme manager working in the arts currently working from home in South London, along with my two children, a six-year-old and an almost two-year-old, as well as my partner, who's an architect. Um, We're currently using my daughter's play table as a makeshift office space, um, which is quite interesting, trying to get that set up working. But we've got a shift pattern now so that we can look after the kids and do a bit of work and vice versa. Um, Luckily, I... Well, whether it's lucky, I don't know. Well, luckily, I work part-time so it's a bit easier to sort of juggle those hours of both of us um working um but obviously we've got two kids at home with us so homeschooling is on the agenda although taking a bit of a loose approach to that so doing lots of things like creative quarantine tasks that my daughters 
our teacher's been setting up for us and getting organised to do some rainbows badges with her, doing a bit of reading. There's obviously a bit of TV watching going on and um, lots of creative stuff though, like making things, drawing, painting, playing, Play-Doh, all the usual stuff that kids like. And that's quite good for across the ages. But obviously priorities, just keeping the kids safe and happy and well, um, being able to maintain a sort of work pattern that we're expected to maintain and keep me and my partner safe, happy and well. So yeah, and trying to still to con connect with friends and family when it's quite difficult. But we're generally, you know, pretty positive. We actually got started with the home working, homeschooling a bit earlier than others. I chose to keep my daughter off school um, the week before the schools had actually officially closed, which was a tricky decision, but I think it was the right one for us. Um, so yeah, we had a bit of a head start in it. And it's been going all right. The kids are doing great. Um, you know, there's a lot of, what's the word? Missing friends, um, a bit of upset around that, but generally she understands. And we are in a lucky position that as working parents, we can still work from home within the jobs that we do. And we're also very lucky that we've got garden space, so we can still have some outdoor time in a kind of easy fashion. So yeah, feeling quite lucky, all things considered. As you can gather from that, listening from that piece from that segment of my time two and a half weeks ago it was generally very positive um i do try to be positive as you know through the podcast the mother of all solutions we talk around navigation and how women have have made decisions had to make decisions come into a point of resolution even if it's not a perfect state but it's something that they can use and manage and work with for their kids for their work for their partners and then that is something that we want to share on a positive platform obviously it's not always positive um and i think two and a half weeks ago when i recorded that audio note it was a position where i had time to get organized it was the beginning of something now two and a half weeks later it's different again we've spent more time at home so there's been more of the general cabin fever feeling in the household the kids annoying each other um the amount of just general stuff to deal with in the house so not only work stuff but mess for people eating in the house all day every day um the washing everything it's just like intense isn't it and I'm sure that's what a lot of you are feeling so that's sort of built up more than when I initially recorded that also I suppose I've had to check my own privilege and empathy around where I'm at I said in the note that I did feel quite lucky that I had a garden I had a job that I was able to do from home so doing that and hearing stories from other people either people that I know who've been sick themselves or whose parents have been sick or their partners have been sick or people like my mum who are living alone and sort of struggling with that. Um, all that is sort of really sort of pressing on me. Um, people who've obviously got very challenging circumstances financially if they haven't been able to work and obviously there's been different government support mechanisms announced but how far is that going to go what's that going to do in the long term there's lots in my head as I'm sure there is in your head um as you know I have the twitter account at solutions mother I've generally been retweeting things that 
I thought quite interesting. So I've been retweeting a lot from Pregnant Then Screwed, who do fantastic work in general around support for for, ma- for people on maternity leave, pregnant women, and then mothers in general. Um, they've put out some great surveys. They've been running some employment clinics. So they've been doing fantastic work and different things. So I've been tweeting about that. There's also been some good asks from um, policy asks from working families that have tweeted. Maternity Action have put out some content. Uh, Women's Hour are obviously um, covering a lot of different scenarios and stories. And so that's all been really useful. Um, So I hope by trying to share some of that, I'm helping kind of mark a point of of difficulty for some. But how do we navigate that and how do we work through that? Um, In terms of my work and my partner's work, we are still working the pattern that was mentioned so I'm still working part-time hours and um, spread out throughout the week rather than as a kind of chunk of time at the end of the week which I would have normally done so that's going okay um having to get used to different ways of handling that virtual space which again is a, a new thing for me but you know getting there with that um my partner's hours are still full-time plus um the kids obviously even if one of us is looking after the kids while the other one's working they can still come into the the rooms you know we've all seen those like quite charming videos um where you know the kids jumped in on the back of a politician or a reporter or whoever it is um circulating so you know there's been a bit of that going on um it's obviously full-on but you know it's it's being managed um i'm quite lucky that i've got good community and good neighbours around so there's been a bit of sharing of ideas the school's been good at putting some kind of creative stuff on twitter that i found useful and my daughter has quite severe food allergies so we've struggled a bit to get the food that she needs locally but we've had neighbours buy things in for us and drop that round so you know we kind of are sort of coping but i definitely feel that two and a half weeks on um as i said before i've had to sort of check my my empathy and my privilege around this and sort of feeling a little bit more worried about everybody else around me and a little bit more concerned about how we're all going to come out of this um but on another sort of level of reassurance I was speaking to my dad today as part of an Easter message and my dad he's retired now but he was an educational psychologist in his career and we just talked briefly it wasn't a big serious chat about it but I said something about how are the kids going to readjust when they're having to go back to school and nursery you know they've had this time in the house with me and my partner and and actually my dad was very reassuring about the kids bouncing back you know obviously there might be some sort of concerns but they will um so that was really reassuring but of course as the adults how how are we going to bounce back how are we going to deal with it how are we going to change our patterns and our behaviors for the better how are we going to support each other um it's true the immediate aftermath but also readdressing a lot of the social change that's needed out there so that some of this um, division between society isn't as pronounced when something goes horribly wrong as we're seeing at the minute and we're in crisis mode so yeah there's a lot on my mind there'll be a lot on your minds as well um so yeah and there's loads of other things I've been thinking about and tweeting a little bit on I don't tweet too much um partly because I don't have much time to do it partly because I think my head would explode if I was on social media all the time and 
but you know thinking around how nurseries are coping and there's a massive spread and what nurseries are still asking from parents to pay that's kind of playing on my mind a lot of things around feminism playing on my mind and are women really taking the brunt of this or how is this going to be shared how is it going to address flexible working in the future because obviously the type of flexible working we're in yes we can say it's great that you know it's more of a an even spread of partners being involved in working from home as well and employers should see that this can happen in the future and it's working really well but actually you know it's not a good way we're doing it you know having your kids jump in on conversations is fine within a crisis mode but you know how is it going to pattern out to be a good sustainable model of flexible working I'm really interested to see how all that pans out obviously as I said there's been various measures put out from the government around furloughing some of that's already beginning to play out obviously people have already been furloughed people I know have um, but other organizations either won't be able to do it yet or it isn't appropriate for everybody's working scenarios Um, there's been a lot around freelancers and keeping their incomes up and keeping their support going so you know just seeing how all that plays out and I think there was the BBC report that it's like I can't remember how much it's going to cost like 40 billion or something for the furloughing costs as predicted to early June um so you know it's it's a big ask um so yeah it's really interesting um and frightening and thought-provoking and yeah it's a very strange place we're all in it's a very surreal place but as I said before, um, the audio note that I initially recorded was a positive start. It was about getting organised and we still are being quite organised, planning creative things out for the kids, some breaks for us, trying to keep us all healthy. And, you know, we've been out on a little family bike ride, which was quite nice. Didn't go far, but at least we got out on the bikes, you know, so things like that, just trying to do stuff like that. Um, I know people are in a lot worse scenarios than me. I know um, people are in similar scenarios. You know, we all have very different home lives. Um, And I would like to hear from other people. And I did indeed request to some of my neighbours to do so. And very generously, um, one of my... She's not an immediate neighbour now, but she was in the past. um, Megan. Megan recorded an audio note for us. And I'd like to to share that with you today. Um, Megan's been... um, co-parenting so separated from her partner so their six-year-old is between two houses and again that operates another layer of complexity within dealing with the response to um COVID-19 and being at home and in lockdown so yeah so let's let's hear Megan's audio note. Hi my name is Megan I am an assistant director for teaching and learning at an American study abroad program here in London um that's kind of a management title for academic director. So I manage about 51 uh, faculty and um, help them with pedagogy, their classes, uh, working with students. And I also teach um, an history class. I'm an art historian by training. I have one son who is six years old. He is um, a lot of fun. Uh, He also has some special needs in terms of uh, behavioral issues, uh, epilepsy, and he is on medication. How have I been managing um, during this time of lockdown and coronavirus crisis? Um, Well, some days are better than others, I have to say. Um, 
my husband and I have been separated since about July, so we share um, custody of our son. So we are trying to figure out how to um, manage that back and forth, especially when one of us feels ill and then the other one feels ill. Um, but it's working pretty well. Uh, the biggest problem with that is um, differences in uh, rules in activities at the household so that the transitions um, can sometimes be a little bit hard when um, my son comes back. Um, my top tip regarding homeschooling um, is less is more. So the first two days of homeschooling, because um, I'm also working full time um, and working full time, by Wednesday morning, I just collapsed, um, trying to manage conference calls, Zoom meetings, emails, getting 51 professors classes online, learning uh, remote education tech. Um, all of that really took a toll while still trying to communicate to my son that he wouldn't be going to school and that he had to sit down and do some math homework. So after trying to really be um, 100% on both ends, I realized I couldn't. So last week, what we tried was uh, the fabulous Joe Wicks PE. That seemed to really get out a lot of Edward's issues and um, frustration. So I think exercise is really key. And then we also um, kept the schedule to um, something similar to school in terms of I asked him, when do you want to do math and when do you want to do English? And he said, well, math is always in the morning and English is always in the afternoon. So I said, great. And we've kept it like that. And for us, math includes um, the videos that you can get uh, that the school sent out, as well as um, baking, doing fractions, counting, using Connect Four um, chips as counters, anything that we can find that can make it a little bit more interesting for him. And we also, um, English, I have books all over the house, um, including Edwards, so that um, if he wants to, he can always pick up a book. And we've done that. And I find that the more relaxed approach works better. But then I also have to be firm in order to get him to sit down and, and practice handwriting. Um, a concern. I have a lot of concerns. I'm concerned I might lose my job. I'm concerned that Edward won't want to go back to school because he's had too much fun hanging out with me at home. Um, I'm concerned I won't want to go back to my job because I've had fun spending more time with him. Um, so of course, money is always a concern. And um, I suppose we're just going to have to stay optimistic. And hopefully we will come out of this on the other side, um, myself and my son with a new relationship, and I'm grateful for the time I'm, I'm able to spend with him during the day now. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Megan. Megan's fantastic. I would also like to invite more recordings. Um, I've got a few interviews lined up, remote interviews, um, but I'd like to do those, but also weave in the wider listenership and these audio notes from people at home talking about their scenarios and how they're managing, what their balance with their partner is, how they're doing the homework, homeschooling, or if they're just really struggling with it all or if they're actually managing it amazingly. You know, everyone's going to have a different response, but I would love it if people 
could respond to the podcast in that way and send in the audio notes. So if you're up for doing that, it's very easy to do. Um, all you need is your phone with a voice recording app on your phone. So if you haven't got one, um, you can simply download one from your phone app store for free. And it's pretty straightforward. And then what you do is you just have a play around with it. Um, you see how you press the record button on it. And then once you've had a play around with it, you can do your actual recording for us. Um, depending on your style, you know, you can just ad lib or if you want to make some notes and then read from your notes, that's fine. You know, just have a go. Um, and even if you don't end up sending it in, I think it's a useful process and it helps with that moment of reflection that I think we all are going through and potentially articulating it in some ways quite useful um so yeah have a go um if you could record for no more than five minutes um start by introducing yourself so your name and then as you'll know from other episodes how you want to um, address your work and your family life so you might start with your work tell us what your job is um what you're doing at the minute are you home working are you still on the front line are you working in a supermarket what are you actually doing with your work scenario and then about your kids as well. So um, how many kids have you got and what that balance is like at home? Because I know that my two, it's just tricky to get them to meet in the middle. Uh, almost two-year-old and a six-and-a-half-year-old. It's quite hard to find that common ground of activities. So yeah, something along those lines would be really interesting to hear how you're managing. And yeah, and then send it to us. So once you've stopped recording on your phone app, the voice recording app I've got, you can just email it straight away. You don't even have to do anything special to it and send that to our Gmail account. So that's mother of all solutions at gmail.com. Send that to us and we'll have a listen and we'll try to include as many as we can. Um, obviously, we'd like the sound recording, the sound quality to be as good as it can be. So try and find a little quiet spot away from the kids, whatever else is going on sit with some cushions around you so the acoustics will be as good as they can get. Don't wear jingly jewellery. Um, yeah, and just try and enjoy it. And hopefully over the next weeks, months, if we get our remote um, interviews set up, if we have some audio notes coming in, we should still have some nice episodes for you at home. Um, and we hope the Mother of All Solutions podcast um, provides some reflection on where we're at and some useful um, tools and mechanisms and just some kind of common sharing to help us all as we work through this together so thank you for listening um, I hope you can contribute um, but if not um, I hope you're doing well um, I hope your home life's alright I hope your health's alright and stay stay strong stay safe um, and yeah hopefully we'll, we'll come out of this alright You've been listening to The Mother of All Solutions at Home in South London with me, Laura Broderick. Today's the 13th of April. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Mother of All Solutions. The Mother of All Solutions is produced and hosted by Laura Broderick and edited by me, Owen Wainhouse. Music for this episode is Night and Day by D. Yan Key licensed under Creative Commons via the Free Music Archive.